morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to book club number 12 and today we are featuring an older book but still a very good book. Uh, one of the more influential books that I had in my young coaching career. Uh, this week's book is Success is a Choice by Rick Pitino. Um, it is a it is a terrific book. I totally understand uh, how people are split on the legacy of Rick Pitino and some of the issues that he uh, dealt himself at the end of his career. Uh, however, you cannot take away the achievements and the type of basketball coach that Patino was on the floor and the things that he did with Providence, taking them to the Final Four in 1987, uh, taking the Knicks uh, to levels that they hadn't seen since the early 70s, a national championship at Kentucky, a national championship at Louisville. So I, I totally get why some people are uh, a little bit divided over Rick Pitino, uh, the legacy, uh, off the court especially, but at the same time, you can't argue Rick Pitino's success on the court. So in this book, and this is one of the first coaching books that I ever read that was really influential on me, uh, that I really discovered as, you know, this is stuff that you can read about to help make you better. Um, there's 10 parts in this book. Uh, part one is about self-esteem. And, and for Patino, everything is a choice. And success, so it's right in the title there, success is the choice. And he talks about self-esteem and how you build your self-esteem. And you do it by three things. You verbalize your goals, you have a plan of attack, and then you have a solid work ethic to carry out that plan of attack. Okay, so you set your goals, you uh, decide how you're going to achieve those goals, and then you work at achieving those goals. Uh, he talks about, in part one, about how... You know, you need to be flexible, but at the same time, uh, when frustration sets in, when you get into a, a tough place, stay with your plan. Know what works for you. Uh, you need to, as he very famously says, deserve victory, which was a phrase coined by Winston Churchill during World War II. And of course, uh, Patino trying to win basketball games is a much different battle than Winston Churchill and the Allies trying to defeat fascism during World War II. But the point of the phrase is you have to go out and you have to earn it. You have to deserve it. You have to put in the effort to where you deserve victory. All right. Part two is to set demanding goals. All right. The goals that you do set, which he talks about in part one, uh, you know, he talks about setting a dream and then setting small goals to reach that dream. He talks about not procrastinating. And I know that is a, 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 a vice that many people fall into. Oh, I'll take care of it a little later. I'm going to do this. I want to take care of this first. I want to serve me first. Uh, one of the biggest things uh, I don't know how many strengths I have, but one of the things that I know I do very well is not procrastinating. And you got to go in, especially if you don't like something. And this was a big influence on me. If you don't want to do something, in my case, I hate grading. I absolutely hate grading. I love being around the kids. I love teaching. I love teaching the material, so forth and so on. Uh, the thing I don't like doing is grading. So when I have to grade, I do it and I get it done. I don't let it sit there. I don't let it hang there. I just get it taken care of. All right. Make your goals realistic and also put in short-term goals and long-term goals. What am I going 
going to accomplish today? What am I going to accomplish in the next hour? Uh, if, you, if you're a little bit overwhelmed at work and you've got this massive list of 15 things to do, instead of looking at that massive list of 15 things to do, go, okay, in a half hour, I want to get these two things done. And then you feel good. You cross off those two things. And then you say, okay, in the next half hour, I want to get these two things done. And you start breaking things down in that way. All right. Um, like with part one, stay the course. When frustration uh, sinks in, when you're when you're a little bit lost, when you're a little bit uh, not sure what the next step is, stay with your plan. You've worked on the plan. You've put together the plan. You know, you feel confident. You should feel confident in that plan, so keep following the plan, all right? Part three is to be positive, all right? Uh, control your moods is a big part of being positive, all right? You have to try your best to have a great attitude day in and day out. That's the one thing. You wake up every morning and you can control your attitude. You can control your mood. Um, the more adversity that you face, as Patino says, the more positive you need to be. And that seems like it's very easy to fall in that trap of adversity. Uh, you know, you kind of get sucked down in that quicksand. And I know I'm, I was guilty of it, too. I've been guilty of it in my life. Uh, but you do have to try and stay positive within that adversity. Try to figure out how to work your way out of that adversity. And the only way you work out of it is by staying positive. Uh you try to confront negative people in a positive way. Uh, if you're in any form of leadership, you know you're going to have to confront uh, negativism. Uh, John Gordon calls it energy vampires. Uh, confront it right away. Get it taken care of. Nobody wants that around, and and you have to... Uh, you know, the, the sooner you take care of it, the better it is. Don't procrastinate on that either, all right? Part four is to establish good habits. In order to achieve your goals, in order to achieve success, you have to have good habits. Um, distractions, and this is one thing I wanted to talk about. Distractions are a big, big negative. And with technology, uh, with social media, with emails, with personal calls, uh you know, with gossip sitting or talking in the faculty lounge or the water cooler, uh, you know, if you have things going on in your personal life, you need to eliminate those distractions if you want to achieve what you want to achieve. Um, I think it's so important to stay focused on those goals and eliminate those distractions, not put yourself in a, in a compromising situation in that vein. All right. So how do you organize and develop good habits. Well, first of all, there's there's five things that Patino lists. First thing is to organize your day. Uh, you know, write everything down, whether that's uh, on a pen and paper. I'm still a believer in pen and paper. Um, I don't do any planning via technology, but if you plan with technology, put it in your technology, put it in your calendar, put it in your notes, whatever it may be. All right, but write it down some way, somehow. All right, like uh, we already talked about, don't procrastinate. Number three, get in shape. Uh, the more you're, if you take a half hour, 45 minutes to work up a sweat every day, you're going to feel better. You're actually going to have more energy than if you don't, uh, get in shape and that and it can go for physical it can also go with mental, stay sharp mentally, stay in good mental shape. All right. Read, research, be a lifelong learner that will help you achieve your goals. And then, uh, the fourth thing, have a good appearance, present yourself well to people. Uh, people make an impression on somebody within seven seconds of meeting them. They've, you've already been categorized categorized in some way, shape, or form. So I'm really, really conscious myself of making sure that when I go out in public, uh, especially if it's a formal occasion, uh, I'm going to, I want to look a certain way um, because I want people to have a very good first impression of me. Um, and the fifth thing is to be prepared. Be prepared for everything that you're going to do. Try to think of as many variables as you can. You're never going to be able to think of all of them. But the more that you think of, the more that you prepare for when something does come about that 
is a surprise, you're more prepared for that surprise, right? Part five is to master the art of communication, all right? Uh, communication is a habit. When we say communicate, we, we often think of communication as talking. You have to listen, whether that's, uh, you know, just reading an email or listening to somebody talk or whatever that may be. Um, Sometimes you have to set aside your own interests and your own agendas to fit other people's to make a situation work, all right? Uh, Patino says in the book, you should listen four times more than you speak, all right? Uh, the old phrase, the, uh, you know, God gave us two ears, two eyes, and one mouth. That's a pretty good ratio, all right? Uh, build bridges instead of moats, all right? Uh, reach out to people. Uh, when you're having troubles with your team, when you're having trouble getting through an issue or having a problem. Challenge your team to help you solve the problem. Instead of you solving the problem, challenge your team to help you solve that problem and so that everybody is part of the solution, not just you know, a, a small group of people or a singular person, all right? And as we talked about before, you need to confront problems or negative people immediately. Um, now, that doesn't mean something bad happens and two seconds later you feel like you need to come up with a solution, uh, but you can't let things linger. Um, when I wasn't ready to confront a parent or confront a player about an issue, the best thing for me, or if I was upset with my team after a practice or a competition, the best thing for me is, was, and I learned this through mistakes, was to walk away, come back when I was calm, cool, collected, when I'm really ready to think through things, uh, when I've thought through things, I knew, hey, what, what was in my gut, I know is now fact. And I think that's the right thing for us to do, right? Now, along with that, really reinforce and praise positive performances. And sometimes your positive performances are going to be uh, much smaller than other positive performances, but praise that as much as you can, all right? Part six, uh, learn from your role models. Uh, you're, you can't copy people. You have to be yourself, but you need to take small pieces from a lot of people along the way. You know, I've been really lucky. I've, I've had a lot of great influences in my career, uh, starting out with my, my parents, uh, and then you go into a couple of teachers in high school, uh, Glenn Vanderfleet, um, uh, you know, um, can't remember the other one now I was going to say. I apologize. Oh, uh, uh, Mr. Matuska. Um and then uh, in college, Mike Power, of course, which he was on the pod before, Jamie Sale. Uh, I had a nun that was my history professor while I was in college. She was tremendously influential on in my life. Uh, Tom Betts at Sioux City Healing High School. Coach Finley, who's been on the pod at Iowa State University. Uh, Coach McDermott at Creighton University. Uh, just a lot of different people have been really influential in my career. Um and, and, and there are times where you, you take a look at people and you learn what not to do and you, and you examine uh, the actions and of, of others and you say, yeah, that was, that was not smart and that's something I'm going to learn from. Um, one of the things I tried to do when I was uh, a head coach was if, if I heard of situations where, where coaches were struggling with things, I would try to kind of find out what was going on and find out you know, what went wrong to try not to repeat the same mistakes, all right? Uh, part seven is to learn how to thrive on pressure. If you're going to be in any leadership situation, you are going to be under pressure, all right? So what do you do? You take pressure and you make it your ally instead of your enemy. Uh, you learn how to thrive on it. You learn how to realize 
how you, you, you realize that uh, this is something that I need to use to spur me on to make myself better rather than something as a crutch, all right? Um, you can't pretend like the pressure doesn't exist, as Patino says. So embrace it and let it motivate you. Uh, sometimes there's a little bit of that fear of failure that helps motivate you to do better, to ta- pay attention to those details, to make sure that you're prepared for everything that you do. And you got to set high standards for yourself. If, if you're not going to believe in yourself, nobody else will. If you're not going to set high standards for yourself, uh, probably no one else is going to. So you need to do that yourself and then have other people push you along the way. All right. Part eight, be persistent. Um, you have to stay with things. I think sometimes in our modern culture, we get frustrated, uh, and we want to step away. Um, because it doesn't work after one, two, three times, you know, Patino gives the example of Thomas Edison and the light bulb of, you know, uh, it, it took, you know, 25,000 times to, or the storage battery, excuse me, not the light bulb. Light bulb only took 10,000 times. Storage battery took 25,000, uh, reps before they figured it out, you know? So you got to keep plugging away. My high school coach, uh, Claude Struve won a state championship, won his, his, his first and only state championship and his first and only trip to the state tournament the year he retired. I mean, that was literally his last chance. And he goes out in his only state tournament. He wins his only state championship. That was a great lesson in persistence for me. Uh, when you're hiring people, you need to hire PhDs, all right? Not doctors, but poor, hungry, and driven. Um, one of the best hires that I made in my coaching career as a head coach was a guy named Adam Ronfeld, who was, I recognized him right away as a PhD, poor, hungry, and driven. Um, and and he was a guy that just busted his butt and and, and and I knew that's what he was going to bring to the table. Um, find those folks, all right? Um, when you're coaching, and I think this is really important. This is another big thing that I wanted to highlight with this. There's a big difference between losing and getting beat. I think if you get beat, if you tell your team, we got beat tonight, that means we controlled everything we could. We gave great effort. We put everything out there. The other guy was just better than us. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I've used the phrase many times on the pod. You know, you can look at yourself in the mirror and feel pretty good about that afterwards. Um, I had no problem getting beat at any point of my career. What I could not stand was losing. Losing to me was, was something where you did not prepare. You were not ready to play. You did not execute the game plan. I did not do a, as good a job as a coach as I could have. Um, I I made a bunch of decisions during the game that cost us things, that, that I should have known better, that I should have done better. Those are the games that bothered me. And so getting beat and losing are two totally different things. And so coaches, make sure your team's get beat and don't lose games as the season goes along here. You're going to lose games. Obviously, every game, somebody's going to lose, somebody's going to win. So if you're on the wrong side of the scoreboard, make sure that you get beat and that you're not losing those games. All right. Part nine, learn from adversity. How do you deal with adversity? Uh, How do you hold your head high when times are tough, when things don't go your way, uh, when people are getting on you? All right. Um, you need to, as a group, as a coaching staff, as a team, accept your failure as a group, but then you accept your success as a group as well. And when you face adversity as a group, you stay together as a group. All right. You stay, you, you have faith in your system. You stay with your system. If you truly think it's the right thing to do, you stay with it. You stay with it. You stay with it. All right. Um, 
you need to learn how to handle failure with class, with dignity, um, because we're all going to fail. Coaches, if you're if you're a younger coach or if you're an assistant coach and you think that you're not going to fail, you are wrong. And that is a huge lesson. We've done 17 interview podcasts, and I'm pretty sure almost every one of them has talked about failure at some point and how they failed and how they needed to learn from it. So you have to prepare yourself for that. You don't want it to happen. You don't ask for it to happen. But at the same time, you need to prepare for it to happen and then know how you're going to respond once failure happens to you. All right. And then the 10th lesson is surviving success. Uh, once you establish your goal, once you reach where you want to go, you establish a new goal. All right. Uh, you know, you need to know what you did right, what you did wrong. The next time around, you do it even better than what you did that time, all right? You need to remind yourself that the hard work does pay off, that things do work out. You need to stay creative, and you need to stay in the moment, but at the same time, you can't hold on to it for forever. You know, it's okay to remember the past, but you can't live in the past. Um, so you need to let go at some point, and you need to move on to another thing. You know, Anson Dorrance, uh, the great soccer coach at, at the University of North Carolina, once said that winning championships are like flowers. Uh, they're beautiful. They bloom. It's awesome. They smell great. But eventually it's going to die and it's not going to look very good. And you need to move on to the next thing and you need to create the next flower. And, and Patino basically says here, once you achieve the success that you deserve, that you deserve victory, that success is a choice that, you know, you have to then train your mind to move on from it and try to do it all over again. All right. So, uh, this week's books club book this week's book club success is a choice uh, by Rick Pitino. Uh It's a terrific book. Um, again, I understand if you if you may be turned off by it, that's cool. I totally get it. But I think it's it's well worth the read here. All right. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter. Like us. Follow us on Twitter. A pen and a napkin. If there's anything you want us to cover here, uh, email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Obviously, if you're listening, you're on iTunes or SoundCloud. So be sure to uh, rate and review us there. Pass along the word. Uh, we, you know, everything keeps growing just a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time, and that's awesome. I don't care. As long as we keep growing, we're going to keep growing, and we're going to reach out to more and more people as we can here, all right? So, Rick Pitino, success is a choice. And just like that, coaches, you've chosen success, and I hope that you continue to hone your craft one day at a time.